Welcome to the Marketing Intern Spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey. Enjoy. Today we have Gregory Ebosher here on the Back Pocket Podcast. Third string producer, hasn't sat in on a podcast in quite some time, but he's here today. Let's get this bread. How are you doing today, Greg? Oh, I'm doing phenomenal. So, so, so thankful to be here. Um, just really appreciate you guys having me on. Really been looking forward to this opportunity. Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming ever since we started the uh, the marketing intern spotlight, what, 18, 19 weeks ago? It was like... This is the 20th, yeah. Yeah, this is the 20th one. We're like, God, we need Greg. We need Greg. We, you were the one of the first people we thought of. So we're, we're excited to have yeah, you here. Thank man. you, Doc. I appreciate that. All right, so before we uh, we dive in, you know, <clears throat> let's get your story. What's your why, man? Like, let's just get into it right away. Get the people, give the people what they want. Let's oh, hear it. Oh, man, dude. I was really hoping you'd ask me this question. I love love talking about uh, where I grew up, how I grew up, and all that. Um, so I grew up, born in the city of Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. I uh, grew up in Park Ridge, which is a uh, suburb right outside the city of Chicago. Okay. Um, so, yeah, play, biggest thing about me, I, I mean, about my childhood is definitely I played sports my whole life. Um, football, basketball, baseball, lacrosse, uh, wrestling. Just a total competitor. Yeah, I mean, it's just always been what I've loved to do. And um, and so I would say that was really what Dick really taught me all the life lessons growing up. Um, and so then I went and played football for uh, Andrew's uncle in high school, uh, Dave and Sarah. He's uh, head coach of the Maine South Hawks. Winniest coach in Illinois history. Mm-hmm. I think five or six state championships. Six. Yeah. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played football for him for two years on the varsity level. And um, I think the Maine South football program taught me quite a lot about life. And I made my best friends there. Um, hopefully some guys listening, Tyler Bolger, Clay Burlick. Uh, I heard Clay. Um, just I went to a Maine South game the other day, or a, la- a couple weeks ago when they were in the playoffs, and I just ha- heard a lot of rumblings about Clay, and he was just kind of. I heard Clay and liability. It was kind of. <laughs> you, can, can you confirm? Oh, absolutely. Probably the biggest liability, biggest ego. Yeah. Uh, you know, field. whatever. <laughs> he seemed like. I mean, he told us he was a teammate guy, which I'm sure he was. But you know, yeah, shout out Brio, formerly Yo Eats. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, team guys, as long as he got his touches. Yeah, of course. And uh, we blocked well for him. Um, so yeah, Tyler Bolger, Clay Burlick. Um, yeah, two two guys that really formed me. Uh, my other buddy Billy Gorman. We became real good buddies in high school. Um, and then Phil Ulick too. Hopefully he's listening. In. And then who? Um, probably the other the other key part about my growing up and who I am is definitely my parents, uh, my mom, my dad, and also my sister. And they've really formed me into the man I am today, giving me the uh, values of faith and family, and um, it's really brought me up the right way. Taught me to work hard, be humble, be thankful, and yeah, um, yeah. So that's. And now all that brought me to St. Thomas. Yeah, the, fo- uh, the football connection brought us three together. Right, right, And right. that took, that took uh, as you mentioned, you played for my uncle. And just to kind of connect the dots for our marketing interns, this was senior year, probably February, maybe even March. Like, it was late into, like, deciding mm-hmm. right, where right. you're going to go right. to school. And my uncle texted me saying, hey, we have a kid on our team. You might know him. I trained with him at EFT a few times. That's looking to play at St. Thomas, but he's really undecided. Uh, I'd love for you to talk to him. Yeah. So he shot me your number, or he gave me or one of the two. I think you might have called me. Mm-hmm. 
and uh we talked for 20 maybe 30 minutes and i had i was already committed to st thomas mm-hmm. i was super stoked about the program and ready to just compete in uh in the twin cities so like like we spent 20 minutes talking about it, and i was not necessarily convincing you but just kind of like giving you the, like where my train of thought was and then you and i then you're like all right i'll just go on a recruiting trip and see spring ball practice mm-hmm. or you had already committed i already committed by that then point. you then you committed then I, well i i already committed i committed this is what I remember. Okay. So, Coach and Sarah wanted me to talk to Andrew. And now, Declan, this is probably something you've never heard before. But yeah, no, So, I'm... Clay and I, we used to train at EFT. And and AI was over there. He was, uh, you know, just skinny. Just looked exactly like his uncle, who's just our tough football coach. He's hard right, on us, you know, right. tough love. And Andrew's just... And me and Clay were like, who is this guy? <laughs> he said, he's got that same AI stare, just big eyes, you know, eyebrows scrunched together, looking at you, just staring into your like soul. Like super serious, and 80 serious. Yeah, yeah. Buzz super, cut. Yeah, buzz cut. Can't tell a joke for his life, but <laughs> somewhat good at football. I'm a pretty good football player. Great, great football player. Yeah. Competitor, for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You trained with him? And Yeah, and yes. And um, and so we, I, I would just, me and Clay were like, what's this guy all about, you know? Like Dave's, Dave's nephew. Looks and acts exactly like Dave. Hmm. Let's hmm. see. And so and so Dave recommended I talk to Andrew, and um, thank God I did. I mean, I think it's been one of the, probably the best, if not one of the best friendships relationships I've had in my life. And I mean, it's brought nice. me to brought me to where I am today. Um, so yeah. So back to what happened. I was on my way up there for my first recruiting visit, and you shot me a text, and. Uh, and you're like, hey, have a great time. Like, this is what's going to go on. And you explained everything to me. And you said why you love the program. I went and all the same reasons aligned perfectly. I committed. I texted you. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And we're roommates. And then we both went up spring ball. Yeah. And we ate at the uh, bonfire, right? Bonfire with Kimmy. She was still yeah. there. She was finishing yeah. her. Uh, shout out to uh, Cerezo Cupcakes, Ooh, formerly yeah. <laughs> a sponsor of the Back Pocket Podcast. Formerly. Yeah, she's not a sponsor anymore. She quit sending us cupcakes Come for some on, reason. Kimmy? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. But yeah, then we ended up, so you came up and we committed to living with each other and then it ended up roommates mm-hmm. for the next four years. That's right. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Damn. And that led you to becoming a producer on the Back Pocket Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yo, so I remember when you were, I think, did, how many times did you produce for us? Once. Once. Yeah. And one time it was like end of the bear season and you guys just signed like Mike Glennon or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, feel good story of the week. Mike Glennon to the Bears, like, super stoked about it. Greg, like, best sign in history. I was just, like, pumping it up, and you were just shocked at, like, what I was saying. I was being totally sarcastic, but you thought I was just totally serious. I, I That's was, the one thing I remember about that episode. I was, I was offended that you said that. <laughs> uh, Mike Glennon, uh, good guy. Good not, guy. Not a good quarterback. So so now you're uh, – one of the coolest things, I think, what I remember about you, Greg, was – um, dude, you were just a workhorse and you stayed that way your whole life and you can kind of, hopefully it's coming out on the podcast a little bit for the guys that don't know you, but holy <laughs> shit, like Thanks, you and I grinded yeah. on this <laughs> scout team for four years, bro. Four years. It was nuts, dude. Oh man. And, uh, I, yeah, you were, you were just my guy out there cause oh, it was definitely. like you and I, you and I just tried to outwork everyone no matter what. And, and I mean, like, I think that's probably... Well, I think our sophomore year was when our like friendship really started to yeah. form into what what it is today, mm-hmm. and um, I think we just had a mutual understanding and mutual respect for each other's work ethic, um, 
each other's why, each other's purpose in life. And, right. And I, I do. I couldn't have done it without you, man. Like that, those days were brutal. <laughs> I've you come out. I come out there some days and just feel like, dude, that I don't know if I can make it another day. And just Declan's positive attitude, like, let's go, Greg. Come on, get hyped. And you, you, and never failed, man. I, I will. I'm indebted to you for the day I die for that. Like, you, you made those days for. It me. goes the other way though, too, because you know I'm, I'm trying to go out there and make plays, and I'm. I'm yeah, pumping right. you up. That's right. And, dude, Greg's making the plays, dude. And, like, <laughs> if there's one person that, like, ran to every single ball and was, like, the guy yeah. at the – like, I would just tell everyone to watch Greg. Cause I'm like, dude, Mark Mark and I uh, and myself, we just watch you, and you'd be just freaking balling out there. It was awesome. <laughs> and, like, the, the weirdest thing was, like, the coaches noticed for sure, but it wasn't, like – you never really got that gratitude, to be honest. No yeah. one, well, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but they just, you were never recognized for it, to be honest. Yeah. Not, never fully recognized. So yeah, I just a, think that that was like one of our things that we always stuck, um, stayed true to was mm-hmm. like doing it regardless of whether mm-hmm. or not you, uh, you got recognition for it. Right. And we would just recognize right. each other for it, really. And that's, yeah. that's where it all kind of started, dude. Right. I agree. Um, my, there's a high school coach I had. Um, <clears throat> one of his sayings was, uh, his pride, his personal responsibility and daily efforts. And I think that our, how we took responsibility of our efforts in scout team. I mean, I really, I really like to think it really made the team a lot better too. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, and it certainly, I mean, we're going to play. So what else are you going to do? Yeah. What else are you going to do? Go you got to go out and show up and just make it work. Dominate, right? baby. Dominate. Dominate. Dude, I firmly believe that the 30 seniors that were lost in this past graduating class of 27, 2018, um, 2017 football season uh that transformed that program to like have the high expectations Mm -hmm. like we totally Mm -hmm. not i'm not saying like it was us only Mm -hmm. but we played an awesome role in this Mm -hmm. to motivate the younger people to push themselves and also to keep the people that were performing as starters to to hold on to their jobs like hey we're gonna be sniffing the whole time like we're never gonna give up Mm -hmm. that's just the reality we're never giving up no matter if we got looks or not like uh, genuine honest looks right it didn't care. We were no, never going to give up. We never did, and we never did. I mean, I mean, this is probably a whole like separate topic for another day. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it felt like sometimes that no matter what I did, no matter what you did, no matter what I mean, nothing ever really seemed to come of it. And you know, that's okay. Like, I mean, we're definitely not the most athletic guys out on that field. No, you're you know? looking at three wild average <laughs> athletes. Yeah, absolutely, in the mics right now. Yeah, but I mean, and but like. Those lessons of what that taught us about never giving up and about relying on your brothers when you're feeling down and how you need brothers to carry you through times where you don't think you can keep going. I mean, that's what that, those lessons are what I will carry. And I think that that's better than what I ever, ever gained from any success that I ever had in football, which I mean, I've been pretty fortunate. I've had quite a lot of success and in college I did not. And I think I've learned, I've learned infinitely more about life and about football and about people from my experience in college because of that. And I'm thankful yeah. for it. It's incredible. Yeah. And I'm glad like I, we all stuck through it too. Cause mm-hmm. there's yeah. multiple times oh, yeah. and other players too, that are, you know, probably tuning in where it's like, yeah, they had to hang it up or right. chose to hang it up at right, some right, point. Right. And you know, for whatever reason, it's their own thing. But, right. um, I always, I never really thought about quitting, but I always thought about what my life would be like without football mm-hmm. when I still had the opportunity to play. And I would just always like the, it was an immediate feeling of regret of mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. you didn't maximize what you could have done mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. And it goes right back to your point in saying like um, football is a game of life. And I definitely learned 
like so much just from being kind of the bottom feeder and yeah. just the grinder for that's four right. years because yeah. I just learned how to outwork everyone. Right. And then now that's all I know how to do. And like when we interviewed Caruso on the podcast, that was one thing that we took away was all the Caruso mannerisms and all the things that he taught us for those four years. Like we were, us three were probably the biggest, we had the biggest years when he was talking, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. we like really soaked that in and mm-hmm. Andrew and I have attacked everything we've done in this podcast just through Caruso. Right. And that's what we realized when we interviewed him. We're like, Oh man, you're, yeah. you're like the reason why we say and do <clears throat> and act the way we are, you know? Yeah. And I mean, so for me, I think it's really special because I am again, like, like I said, I, I've been really fortunate to play under a lot of great, great football coaches. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm say say his name here, Jason Kaprowski. Maybe he's listening. <laughs> he's he was a great coach. A lot, lot of shout outs. A lot of shout outs. Um then Scott Tumulty he was a he was a three time he's like a three sport all American in in college. Played under him my sophomore year. Your uncle, Caruso, and I just like it was just a growth of of like of just a better coach each and every time and and it just culminated with Caruso and like now we're able to carry that forth into our lives and I mean it's mm-hmm. just yeah it's really cool really really cool and now we're sitting here uh it's 2018 Andrew mm-hmm. and I are graduated that's right you're uh you're finishing up in your super senior year yes you graduate you said you had like five classes left in your last semester of college I've got yeah five days of class left oh my god that's crazy so how how's it kind of been like I mean how many of how many of our friends now or how many mm-hmm. people around you are not in school and you're still grinding. Like, what's that like right now? Yeah, not 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 great. Really, you don't like it? <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, uh, I got Peter though. Peter Olson. Yeah, he, sure. So Peter and I, my roommate, he's he's still grinding. He's still in school. Um, it's really tough, or I shouldn't say that. It's it's different seeing your friends reap the rewards of their school, and they're making pretty good money and. You know when they're when they're done, they come home and they have their lives. And you sure. know when you're when you're done, you are studying, and and that's okay. It's just how it is. And I feel like I put in my time studying right now, and I'm ready to move on and get a real job. Um, there you start go. Making a little. Extra, I'm a big boy. Yeah, make some cash and become a little independent. Um, but but I gotta finish and I gotta finish strong, and we're working through it. We get there. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um. Let's hit you with the average quality, man. You Ooh. know the drill at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already been touching on our average qualities. You know, the collective, the average forty time between us three is probably a four nine five. Let's, <laughs> Bro, I had a good four. Andrew yeah. had a good four. Andrew's pretty fast. Yo, but I think that's the thing about the three of us is we, if we were all combined into one person, we would probably be a good ass football player. Because <laughs> like Andrew's fast, you're just lifting a ton of weight, and like I don't bring much physical physicality to the table, but I definitely have some smarts. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like the mm-hmm. the IQ is there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just kind of giving myself that and the passion and, and the passion, sure, yeah. sure, the mindset, yeah, totally, right. it's all right there. But getting back to the back pockets, core concept, baby, wildly average guys. Mm-hmm. What is Greg Ebosher's average quality? It's mm, a great question. I thought about this one pretty hard today. I would say I am a. Uh, as far as guitar players go, I'm a wildly average guitar player. I like to, I love to play the guitar. I love music. Um, music is probably one of the five things that defines me. That it's something I just I'm so passionate about. I love it, and I'm wildly average at guitar for a guitar player. Would you say you're you you give yourself that wildly average attribute because you envision yourself being much better five years from now? Yes. 
that's I, dope. I, I'm really hoping to be playing in a band. Um, when I move home and in the spring, my buddy Billy and I were gonna, we're trying to start a little band, get rolling a little bit. Let's know? go like covers. Oh yeah, only oh, yeah. Joel, only eighties Joel music, or yeah. what are you thinking? Oh, come on now. We're gonna go sixties, seventies, uh, a go. little bit of eighties. What's uh, well, what's great about you is uh, I mean, I've been playing guitar since I was a senior, and I've kind of taken a, it's taken a backseat in the mm-hmm. probably last year, right, right. But in that last year, you've just started, and it's just been so cool to see you grow from just like yeah. trying to hit a hit, hitting a G chord, and now you're playing Sweet Home Alabama like it's oh, yeah. nothing. It's um, it's uh, it's just. Yeah, it's really fun. I'm really thankful, and I think even more impressive is uh, Steve Harrell. I mean, he's Steve's. Steve started from nothing, and Steve uh, Steve's gotten quite a lot better. Steve's been yeah. a big reason why I keep progressing. So yeah, you're surrounded by by Steve, uh, yeah. which is right. just like he's right. playing guitar every day. Right, and no so excuses. It's, it's, that, it's that brotherhood thing again, like pushing you, and it's cool. Yeah. What's your favorite song to play right now? Oh, right now, um, oh, this is an easy one. Over the hills and far away, Led Zeppelin. Yes, dude. I love that song. You can play the intro to that song? Oh, yeah, baby. Really? Oh, look. Needs to be going. That's great. We got to throw that in like as we're talking about this right now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get Sam on it. We'll, we'll put the, our, our newest producer on it yeah. and intern. But uh, why the guitar? Like, how, uh, Was there a reason behind the guitar? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you, you taught yourself the guitar through watching YouTube videos. And I think that's another really cool thing. Like, No, no one really needs an instructor anymore mm-hmm. or like to pay someone to learn these like mm-hmm. – um, skills mm-hmm. because like even for me I'm trying to edit software mm-hmm. uh, like our video and now with my new job like do, I'm on right. YouTube all the time right, YouTube right. University learning the next thing and right. it's so available for us mm-hmm. so <clears throat> let's get back to that why the guitar and then how did you learn to play so um, I'll start with how I learned first I so I actually took lessons for a couple years when I was younger um, I think like eighth grade through freshman year of high school I think and and that was a really that was really good. It was a small foundation. I never practiced. I never took it seriously. I just I, w- I really wanted to. Do, I wanted to mimic my heroes, you know, at Leonard Skinner, uh, Ronnie Van Zant, who's the guitarist for Leonard Skinner. Um, I mean, so I, I just wanted to play the songs. I didn't really want to put in the effort and the time. Um, so that's where I got my start, and then. And then how I've learned since is, yes, YouTube. And then what, what was the other one? What was the other question? Yeah, so like the, that growth on YouTube. You're just continuing to watch YouTube videos yeah, that's, that's, to figure mm-hmm. it out, whether mm-hmm. it's just learning like the, the proper chords mm-hmm. in a, like a chorus or trying to get in depth and learning a full song. Mm-hmm. It's been all YouTube. Yes, as, as of late, yes. And it's been um, – and also another thing I've started doing recently, which is really hard for me, but – I'll listen to songs if there's no videos on YouTube, and I'll try to just figure it out um, and just, just trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that that's really that really really helps you become a better player because yeah. it just helps you learn the neck of the guitar and where the different sounds that and where they're located. In. And then I think the other the other part of the question was why did I choose a guitar, and that was, I mean that's an easy one. Um, my favorite music in the world is is classic rock and um and then also i like country music and and the blues and all those music genres are the guitar is the is the is the, is the main instrument and <clears throat> i just wanted to be like those guys who you know they just get up on the stage and they can just absolutely rip it and they're so disciplined in their practice and it looks like just so much fun i love making the sounds of music so 
I wanted to be like those guys. Um, Are you gonna when you join your band in the next couple months here? Which we'll we'll have to get you back on when you do start the band. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna grow your hair back out? No, no. Not. So you're just gonna be like a clean cut like guy mm-hmm. who shreds the guitar. Yeah, I'm gonna try I love to that. Be, yeah. Are you learning from uh, Marty Song's guitar? Game? Oh yeah, Marty's good. Isn't that just amazing? <laughs> that that guy blows my mind yeah. because he's everywhere. But what's funny is you can like you can look like up an old song that he did because he's been recording. He's been teaching people how to play guitar on YouTube forever. For those who like don't play guitar, this guy, if you Google like how to play yeah. uh, Leaving on a Jet Plane by any song, pretty much, Marty, Marty Schwartz with Guitar Jams has done it. Right. And everyone, right. anyone that plays guitar is just smiling right now. Yeah, Marty, yeah. But, dude, Marty Schwartz, baby. He, what's the best part about him is he's, you can see the progression too. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at like a recent <laughs> video now, you're like, damn, this dude's balling. But yeah. when you look at his old videos, it's he's, like he recorded on an iPhone three. He's tough. And it's just like, but you still learn the song. Mm-hmm. He's, it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. So he's so patient. He is. Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Shout out to Marty. Yeah, shout out. That's phenomenal, dude. Yeah. Uh, I got a good question for you. What's, what is in your back pocket? So when you're playing these songs, and for the people who haven't played guitar, it's not easy when you first start. Like mm-hmm. you have to make your fingers bleed. You gotta continue to trying and switch your cor- like the chords and just it's muscle memory. It's mm-hmm. building the foundation so that you can enable yourself to play these really cool songs. Mm-hmm. So what was in your back pocket in those situations where you know things weren't going your way and mm-hmm. just it was just kind of frustrating? Yeah, I mean I think that when you struggle in guitar, it's like when you struggle in any other aspect of life and. Mm-hmm. When you asked me, when you told me I was going to be getting this question earlier today, I thought about it for a minute, and then I thought, um, there's two things that gets me through times where I'm really struggling. Um, the first one is just is just getting after it. Whatever you have to do that day, whatever the problem is, whatever the issue is, make a plan of attack and just hammer and hammer and get it done and work and just go until it's done or you 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 literally can't go anymore and then you regroup rest however you do that play my guitar work out and then you hammer it out again the next day um and then i think the other component to it is just is my faith and just having faith that it, things will all work out and having faith that there's a reason for why problems um happenstances occur and trusting that if i hammer and get after it that um, that it will be provided and, and I'll stay on the path and it'll all work out for myself and keeping the faith. The war path. The war path. The dude. worthy path, dude. Shout out Jocko Willie. Shout out Jocko. Right? Oh, man. Get That's me. phenomenal, man. That guy's my favorite. I think one of the coolest things that we were able to experience, and it kind of has the same um, lines as what you just mentioned, is you and I going down to Iowa to see Jordan Peterson oh, speak. Oh, man. Uh, this is when I was like in, in between jobs, so I had some free time. Not not knowing I was going to have free time, but uh, Greg shoots me a text like three months prior, like, Jordan Peterson's coming to Des Moines, Iowa. He already came to Minnesota, and we missed him, and we're not going to be in Chicago when he's going through there. So, like, we got to see him on his book tour. Uh, you want to go see him? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And uh, this and then three like a week beforehand, you remind me, like, hey, we still doing this? I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Let's go do it. <laughs> and uh, we just jumped in a car Tuesday morning. Drove down to Des Moines from Minneapolis, which is mm-hmm. like a three and a half, four hour drive, and spent the day in Des Moines, like just kind of sightseeing mm-hmm. that with what was there, pretty yeah. much not, pretty much nothing, and got some dinner, and then went over and saw Jordan Peterson speak for two and a half hours. And mm-hmm. dude, it was so intense. Oh, and man. talk about just getting after it, oh. and also having faith. Mm-hmm. Those two principles are very strong into what Jordan Peterson preaches, right. and uh, 
I was so happy you had uh, thought of me to inv- to go down to Des Moines mm-hmm. because that was truly like an impactful day. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. I, oh, yeah, I was so thankful you wanted to go and you were happy. I mean, there's not many people who would be willing to go see a philosopher, psychologist speak on a Tuesday night th- three and a half, four hours away from your home. So. Yeah, and drive back that same <laughs> and night. And drive back that same night. So yeah. it's, I mean, special friend, you know. I mean, for, for the record, when you when you texted us or when Andrew told us about it, I was like, I really want to go, but I just can't take an entire yeah. day off, right. to go, which is fine. But right. I think one thing about Jordan Peterson that is just so backwards from like this very get your information quick society oh, yeah. that we live in mm-hmm. is he is so adamant about long form conversation. Right. He's right. so adamant about right. just like wholehearted listening right. and learning. Right. And finding the truth right. and unpacking the truth. And dude, I, I love him. Like I and he's the most misrepresented man on the internet, which is probably the best way you get information nowadays. He's the yeah. most misrepresented man on the internet because people just cut and paste his sound bites and and it's just it's so sad because he is truly doing some of the best work for the world I think that anybody is doing. And yeah, and like you said, he's all about long form conversation. I've actually this is insane. So this is what I do in my free time. I've been on the road a lot, traveling in a lot of different places, and I've listened to three of his podcasts about he's got a twelve part series on YouTube about the ideology of God and I've listened to two of them and they're two and a half hours each. And Jeez. I have learned so much about I think humanity and people and the way that we perceive the world. And I, if you actually listen to what the guy's saying, I don't know if there's anybody who explains life better. I mean, I don't know. It's just a thought. He's, I, he's very good at articulating right. what he wants to say. And he will break down that very, like mm-hmm. whatever your phrase is that you have, he will break that down to the very origins of that word right. or how that word was created. <laughs> right. And like every single thing he, t- and he takes you down that tunnel in a very calculated way that it's intense. Like I'm not right. going to say it's easy to follow, no. mm-hmm. but if you're sitting there listening and you're taking notes or you're dedicated to what he's saying and just a sense of learning, you don't mm-hmm. have to, you don't have to agree with what he's saying, but if you want to learn, you can listen front to him and just gain some really cool information. Right. And you can either apply it to your life or just say, I am now a more intelligent person right. because I sat through a two and a half hour of him speaking or just sit down and listen to a 15 minute thing, uh, right. topic of his because right. if you're interested in something that he has talked about he will do a really good job of he will he will he'll he's researched and he's absolutely off the charts brilliant and um he's got his heart in the right place the, my favorite thing sorry to cut you off deck, oh, but no. my favorite thing about jordan peterson that he spoke to and i now have this as like my screensaver on my phone is the balance between mm-hmm. order and chaos mm-hmm. And I just, it's so prevalent in every mm-hmm. single thing you do. Mm-hmm. And like his, his little example of like when you come home and you step on a Lego and yeah. um, your your mind immediately goes in just this trance of just this path of just negative thoughts. Like my life sucks. Um, I hate my, like my wife could leave me. My kids are, don't right. love me. Like this, this is the darkest I hate Legos. I hate Legos. Yeah. And it's all because you stepped on a Lego. And now you have this immediate negative yeah. trance. And, uh, or you can step on the Lego and be like, oh, kick it to the side and keep moving on. Right. And it's that balance of order of like, oh, you had a little chaos in it. Will you find that order again? Because mm-hmm. chaos is not, it's going to be, 
it's going to rise every mm -hmm. single day at different points. You'll never know when it's coming mm -hmm. and order is never going to be completely equal. Mm -hmm. So you just have to understand that those ebbs and flows right. and those strikes and gutters. Right. And, and now right. I just continuously remind myself yeah. to just balance, right. breathe and balance right. because it, I, I can, I can see myself going down those rabbit holes every single day yeah. and it's so dangerous. Yeah. But when you have that kind of little awareness to try to right. make it a little more positive, right. it goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think one reason why he gets uh, misrepresented is because because he takes he's so intricate about unpacking his thoughts. So it's crazy to think about it or to say it, but fifteen minutes of listening to Jordan Peterson is not enough to get the full mm -hmm. story, mm -hmm. and that's like the serious problem is these only these people writing crap about them mm -hmm. or these people who are generating opinions on them are only spending the 15 minutes right. they're not listening to the four and a half hour Ro right. joe rogan experience with him right like right and and i think one thing that's just so uh different about the people who are like the dedicated podcast listeners is they will listen to an hour and a half it may right. take them a day right. or two but they will listen to start to finish of like your hour and a half long podcast and right. that's like the hardest thing i think about our podcast sometimes is we could record for we've recorded anywhere from like 10 minutes to two and a half hours and you know almost a lot of people like new listeners are like hey can you shorten down your podcast and it's like dude once you hit play you gave us the download and that's what how we measure everything mm -hmm. after you hit play it's up to you to figure out how much value you want to get from us because right. we're not going to stop giving value to you right right and it, that, and I think that's just the best challenge of it all is right. the people that are listening. Like it's it's their journey. Mm -hmm. It's I, their journey. I think podcasting, have, have, I think it's opened up an awesome, awesome, I don't, a wave of like new media. Maybe I don't know if yeah, it's just call a it new, new it's, media, but just it's this, absolutely new media. Yeah, this mm -hmm. this long form, uninterrupted, honest, and really just curious conversation. Um, and I, I love it. I, that's why I listen to him. I mean, I, I think it's going to really change the world. And it already is changing the world um, with guys like Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, Jocko. Um, Andrew Sarah, Andrew Sarah, Declan Brown. Yeah, there's a lot. They're podcasting, there's a lot left to be untapped. Right. A lot of unknown. Right. But you've been able to experience um, about a year and a half, of two years almost now, of the back pocket. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be a marketing intern? Mm -hmm. Because first question, I guess, would be, what is a marketing intern? Sure. It's someone who... Oh, you want my definition? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Someone who gets after it, and it's someone who listens to the Back Pocket podcast and tries to live live a life live a life according to just stay on the path and is trying to get better every day and it's trying to see the good in other people and that's trying to love and serve other people I and mean, that's what a marketing intern is awesome that's yeah. an excellent answer yeah. great appreciate answer. That. Yeah. yeah so then what is it, i mean what does it mean to be a marketing intern for you personally to be a part of the back pocket oh man um i, mean, I was you guys would be trying to record, and I'd be trying to go to bed in the other room. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> college. Yeah, because your room was yeah. right up against the right studio. up against the window, <laughs> and there wasn't like those. I mean, calling that insulated. calling that a studio is a stretch. A stretch. Great. The president of uh, University of St. Thomas was in there. Yeah, a lot oh, of prestigious yeah. people walked through that room. <laughs> we did. 
I don't know how we got some of those people into our house. Yeah. How was that, by the way? Like, you, I always remember just coming over, like, we set a time, and I'd show up, like, two minutes before they show, got there. Andrew was scrambling to put stuff together, and, like, you and Mark were just, like, <laughs> sitting on the couch, and then this random person walks into the house and is just like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. You're like, yeah, hey, studio's over there. Yeah. <laughs> Some guys would be shirtless in there. and Yeah, because well, I think when we brought Dr. Sullivan over, when me and you went and got yeah, there. Yeah, we saved the day. And Mark was. You saved the day. Uh, thank you. I don't think I did, but I think it was a team. Um, Mark was. Mark, wasn't he sitting in his graduation gown? Yes, he was yeah. sitting in his graduation <laughs> gown when the when President Sullivan came up. So yeah. Andrew was gone. He was like buying a new car and yeah. you know, having trouble and couldn't get back in time. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, I need someone, dude. And Greg, you were sitting in the, on the couch and I was like, Greg, I need you. Let's go. Yeah. So we go and grab President Sullivan. You're just like snapping photos of us oh, as we're man. walking. I was paparazzi. Yeah, dude, you were crushing it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Mark changes into his freaking gown. He's like, we hadn't graduated yet, but he changed into his full graduation gown. And he puts his and he's just, hat on. He puts his hat on, dude. And he's like playing Fortnite or something. <laughs> just acting normal and pressing Sullivan walks in. He's like, hey, President Sullivan, how's it going? Mark Amick here. And she's like shocked, by well, the way. And she's absolutely shocked at how atrocious, like dirty our house was. Yeah. And it wasn't like you guys... It wasn't clean. like we cleaned. It was naturally dirty. But it was just a naturally a gross 130-year-old house. Yeah. 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 Um, priceless time. Yeah, priceless time. So what does it mean for me to be a marketing intern yes. of supporting you guys? It means – well, it means I get to support two of my best friends That in something that they truly love doing and in something that's making a difference in the world. That is what life's all about. Um, Hell yeah! So, I mean that, that that that's that means the world to me. That's, I mean that's why you're here, you know. Um, and I mean I, I'm just fortunate I get to get something out of it, you know. I I learn. I get to learn from you guys, and I get to, I get to participate in it. And I, I'm so thankful you guys have taught me so much about how to start your own company, how to handle failure. Um, how to just not care what other people think of you about what you're doing. Um, I mean, there's a couple of lessons, but it, what it means for me especially is just supporting two of my best friends in something that they love and something that's truly making the world better. Um, however many people it may be, who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, right. one person is... It's enough. It's enough. Yeah. Right? Appreciate that answer, man. Yeah, yeah thank course, you. I think uh, we were talking offline a couple of days ago, <laughs> and I remember you saying... Or I had asked you if you would listen to one of the one of our Monday podcasts, and you're like, dude, I haven't really been listening to any of those. I've been listening to like all of the marketing interns, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which makes sense because that's like the people you know best. Mm-hmm. And of course, you want to listen to them. Mm-hmm. So, what is? I mean, we we've done this now for 20 weeks. What has been your favorite marketing intern Ooh, spotlight? That's a great one. <sighs> hmm. Besides this one, this one's fire. Well, we got. Got Jackie over here in the corner. Jack Burke? Jack, Shout out Jack Bark, dude. Jack Bark was great. Um, I don't know if I could pick one. I'm going to throw out a couple here. Yeah. Um, you told me to listen to the first one. I believe his name was Muhammad. Muhammad Malam. Muhammad Malam. Yep. He was great. Jack was great. Jack Burke. Um, Annie. Annie. Annie Vitale, our friend from college, blew me away. Uh, she, she did great. And then... <laughs> thickness jeremy molina 
Jerry was so cool. One of my tapping into his yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I've known Jeremy my whole life, or not my whole life. I've known Jeremy since seventh grade. Oh Jer- wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So seeing Jeremy and how he's grown up and um, who he is now, and hearing him on the talk on this podcast was kind of just a culmination of what's going on in Jerry's world, and there's a lot going up in that man's mind. And mm-hmm. It's it was really cool to hear him talk and. It was so I got I got a follow up question now. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to see on the podcast next? And it, it, this could be like a marketing intern, <laughs> this but this is... could be anybody also. Okay. We'll look at it for you. <sighs> Obviously, Jordan Peterson. Got to get him on. Yeah. Like, are we talking real? Like you, anybody? Anybody? Anybody, anybody, anybody in the world? Mind. Anybody? Okay. Anybody. The could... first one that popped in my mind was Wally Kaczynski. That would be phenomenal. Obviously, yeah. He just was on the. Uh, Let's like, keep the ball rolling. Okay. But that's, he'll never, like, this is a totally different feel. Totally different feel. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know if we could get the Wally that we know. We can tap into Oh, we can. Yeah. Deco so, and I will be the perfect people to tap into Coach yeah. Coach Because <laughs> if the world could just get a little bit of Wally's world for a little while. Yeah, that'd be phenomenal. <laughs> um, but, so just a little bit of background for the people that don't know who sure. we're talking about. He's sure, our sure. D, he is the St. Thomas defensive coordinator, still is, uh, and he's just a stud, and he's got mm-hmm. the craziest mindset of, craziest like, of anybody what you expect from a defensive coordinator so mm-hmm. yeah but i i think we got to exercise that one at some point in season three for sure yeah mm-hmm. i mean he's just such a character so entertaining yeah i think he'd be fun i, I could give you i, I yeah, feel like i could just laundry list on, of people but yeah but that's one you, that jumped in my mind back to you greg so before we get to my final question mm-hmm. i would love to hear 2018 is coming to a close mm-hmm. what does 2019 look like um if if it's still unknown it's unknown but mm-hmm. what what it, what could happen in 2019? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my tentative plan, I'm moving home after the semester's done, and I'm trying to take and pass my CPA exam. I'm Hopefully that's going to take me until about July. I'm looking for full-time employment. Um, I don't know what I want to do. I have absolutely no clue. And I got a offer for an internship out in Colorado this summer. Um may go back out there and do that um and then i might if i can find another job around chicago uh that's good paying and something i want to do i would i might take that and if i could find something up here and come back here and be with you guys i would i would absolutely do that too um so those those are my three the those three things as far as work goes and where i'm going to live um then other fun things I got a lot of hobbies, probably way too many. I need to figure out. I need to throttle back and figure out ones I really want to get good at. But for right now, love guitar. I'm going to try and get the band rolling here. If um, you start a band, dude, I'm going to be so fired up about that. Yeah, like I, well, I, When you said that already, I was like, this makes me so much sense. <laughs> I got Do it. it. I, 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 yes, yeah, I, yes, absolutely. I just need to get a little bit better myself. Um, so that, and then... I've gotten into rock climbing recently. Yeah? I love that. Okay. Um, try and do more of that in 2019. Gotten into jiu-jitsu. I love that. Got to keep getting with You do that. have a lot of hobbies. Yeah, I got too many. It. And then I, I love weightlifting. Got to keep getting after that. Um, and then hopefully I'll find some, like, Catholic men's something at home when I move home to keep my faith strong and. Um, yeah, so that's, that's about... Join the Knights of Columbus, dude. My dad, dude, dad is a 
55-year member, never been to a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) He got his 50-year pin in the mail, (laughs) and he's like, oh, shit, never done this before. (laughs) His dad signed him up when he was like nine. (laughs) Shout out, Mr. E. Oh, man. That'd be a guy to get on the podcast, too. Dude, that is so funny. (laughs) Wow. That shocks me. All right, Gregory. He's been a member for 55 Knights of Columbus, man. That, like, oh, oh man. that, shout out to the Catholic Church, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. That's doing a... great things, obviously. Knights of Columbus, yeah. also not a sponsor, doing yeah. great things. A bunch of Catholic Oh, boys. my God, I'm dying. You, <laughs> you got signed up when he was nine? <laughs> you, you signed up for, like, his, the Knights of Columbus? Dad. Yeah, you yeah. signed up for the Knights of Columbus when you're, like, our age right at the earliest right right, right. i think either way man yeah. holy cow awesome <sighs> what'd take you a learn deep breath. yeah take a deep breath last question man what i learned learn? what yeah. i learned today i'm hmm. oh, sorry I, I gotta get it together that's right we can edit this right no, 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 the silence is better. For silence the is golden, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We love silence. Keep it simple, man. You went through your day-to-day routine. Right. You woke up. You made your bed. I know you made your bed. Today's right. Tuesday, so you went to class. So you, you, had, you had two classes today. You know, I think, I think what I was reminded of today, not something, something I already knew, but I think was just when you mentioned today about how when Jordan Peterson starts talking about how when you hit that chaos, how when the rug gets pulled out from under you. You when, step on that Lego. When you step on that Lego or when other things, when, you know, when shit really hits the fan. Mm-hmm. How you can either let it hit the fan or you can take a step back, take the situation for what it is and restore some order and keep one foot in that order and keep another foot in that chaos. So. You keep one foot in that order. You know who you are. You know where you stand. You know where your values are. And you keep that other foot in the chaos where you're willing to grow and to change. And you just don't get too far down that path of that chaos because it's all kind of in your mind. So that it, really helped me today. It is so, all a mind So game. thank you, Andrew. That was good. That was mindful. You're thank welcome. You. Mindful ain't a word. Mindful's a word. I know why. Regardless of what it was, dude. Phenomenal time here on the podcast. Awesome. Like, love talking shop with you like this, bro. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for coming on, man. Dude, thank you so much for having me, guys. This is, oh, man. I really, really, bottom of my heart, appreciate this, man. Keep doing the great work you guys do. You're really doing a great thing in this world. Thank oh, you. Yeah. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Marketing Intern Spotlight. Before you go, would love to let you guys know about our survey. You can take our survey in the link of this uh, this podcast, as well as follow us on the Back Pocket Podcast on Instagram. Hit us up on our blog on your back pockets. That's with an S dot com. And of course, always stay in touch. Give us a five star review on iTunes. Subscribe. Be a listener. Always interact with us, man. We'd love to provide value to you.